One foreign country that's been mentioned a fair bit during the 2012 campaign is Israel. Barack Obama and Mitt Romney have gone out of their way to profess their commitment to Israel's security. What they haven't talked about much, though, is the Middle East peace process. Peace talks between the Israelis and Palestinians have ground to a halt at this point. So that means the next administration, whoever leads it, will be faced with the question of what to do with an unresolved conflict. From Jerusalem, the world's Matthew Bell reports on the role the U.S. president has played in the Middle East peace process. Today we celebrate a victory, not of a bloody military campaign, but of an inspiring peace campaign. It's still the high water mark for U.S. presidential involvement in Middle East peacemaking. Jimmy Carter brokered the peace treaty between Egypt and Israel in 1979. We must now demonstrate the advantages of peace and expand its benefits to encompass all those who have suffered so much in the Middle East. Other moments of seeming presidential success followed. The 1993 Clinton-orchestrated handshake between Palestinian leader Yasser Arafat and Israeli Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin. The peace treaty between Israel and Jordan the following year. But Yossi Alfer, a former Israeli intelligence official, says U.S. presidents have rarely been the driving force toward peace, at least at first. By and large, the breakthrough between Israel and an Arab partner has happened without American involvement, without even American knowledge, in some cases even against the wishes of the administration. Alfer says Presidents Carter and Clinton picked up on the diplomatic momentum initiated by Israelis and Arabs. Once they got involved, they were effective. American presidents have capitalized on the so-called special relationship between the U.S. and Israel forged during the Cold War. America is the one power in the world that can reassure the Israelis that it will provide the security that Israel needs to take a risk on peace. Eugene Rogan is a historian at St. Anthony's College at Oxford and the author of The Arabs, A History. Rogan says the U.S. certainly has a role to play in Mideast peace, but there's an inherent flaw, and ironically, it's democracy. Politicians face a regular electoral cycle that has a much higher priority on their policies. Really, neither in Israel nor in the United States are politicians going to be able to take unpopular decisions with their electorate in the interest of securing Arab-Israeli peace. Take President Obama's experience. In his first term, he reached out to the Arab world with a speech in Cairo and set a goal of solving the Israeli-Palestinian conflict once and for all. But unlike in Carter's time, Israeli and Palestinian leaders hadn't created any momentum on their own. Then President Obama backed off, and that hasn't been lost on the Palestinian public. On a hillside in the West Bank village of Silwad, several stunning new mansions with red-tiled roofs and handsome stonework are under construction. The mayor, Nael Hamid, says most of the houses are being built with money from families with relatives in the U.S. The economy is moving here, and the investment from America is vital, Hamid says. It's hard to overstate the economic ties between this village and the U.S. 
But when I ask Hamid about American political support, he's dismissive. Historically, he says, we have not seen the U.S. support Palestinian self-determination. Investments are one thing, Hamid says, but no American president has given us much political support. The Palestinian leadership in the West Bank finds itself caught between that skepticism, which it shares, and its dependence on Washington. Palestinian Authority spokeswoman Noor Odeh says the West Bank leadership may be frustrated, but it's not turning away from the American president, whoever wins the election. Giving up on the president of the United States of America is not uh, under consideration, nor is it politically viable. We remain committed to having uh, very positive relations with the United States, and we remain hopeful that the United States will respect and, and uphold the principles that it stands for, including the universality of human rights, and that it will not make the Palestinians the exception of those rights. Israelis seem pretty happy with the laissez-faire approach to relations with the U.S., keep out of the peace process, and stick with us on security issues, like Iran. My name is Shlomit Rodnitsky, and my rank is captain, like her. My name is Mary Thornton, and my rank is captain, like her. (laughs) American and Israeli army officers posted near Tel Aviv recently took part in an air defense drill, described as the largest ever joint U.S.-Israel military exercise. It's a signal of President Obama's commitment to Israel's security. Even so, polls show Israelis worry that Mr. Obama might use a second term to put pressure on Israel to make concessions to the Palestinians. Judging from this year's campaign rhetoric, though, Neither the president nor Governor Romney has signaled any real desire to revive the dormant Middle East peace process. For The World, I'm Matthew Bell in Jerusalem.